You're listening to the Light Forge Podcast, the key to unlocking your arena success with your co-hosts, ADWCTA and Murps. Welcome to the Light Forge Podcast. This is Adwita. This is Murps. Hello. Uh, I'm back from Hawaii. You're back from the hospital. Yeah, I'm back from the maternity ward. Um, if you guys don't know, um, brand new, um, oh, that's the handle for my wife, uh, has been uh, pregnant for a, a, the last nine months, and uh, she just gave birth uh, yesterday. She was a total champ through it. Uh, came into the, the, we got turned away actually when we first came, but when, by the time we got back the next morning, her water broke. She was eight centimeters dilated arriving and uh, all the nurses really appreciated that because they had less work to do <laughs> but uh, but it was it was rush 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 everything's good everything's fine a beautiful baby boy and uh you know everything's so fine that i could come back here hop back to the house and uh record a podcast great that that must mean we have so much pressing stuff to talk to oh my god such a big week such a huge week in Hearthstone arena so, so nothing happened. Um, it's going to be a very short podcast. Um, the big news that happened is that pretty much like as we were doing the podcast, maybe like the day after that we did the uh, that that, well, that I did the last podcast, uh, they fixed Discover, and uh, they had broken Discover by allowing the uh, um, wild cards to come in into the Discover pool, and a lot of people liked it. Because it diluted stuff a bit. So one, you can't discover the same broken crap over and over, over again. There's some other broken crap to discover. Uh, but two, it also did somewhat lower the power level of, uh, of a lot of the discover cards. Which is always uh, always a nice thing, given, given how crazy they are in Arena. Yep. Um, look, how, how much Arena have you played? Um... I have not played much Arena since since this Discover Pool got fixed. I played a bunch before the Discover Pool got fixed. Yeah, I actually played a little bit before the uh, before it got fixed. Um, I I promptly uh, stopped, uh, but I got like a wait, wait that was like the good meta though. That was like a decently good. There's meta. nothing good about this meta. Okay, there there's there's wait, wait, hold on, hold on. Did you play pre patch or after patch? No, no, I I played when it first launched. Like oh okay so that was before discover was yeah broken. yeah yeah before it was broken oh okay. I'm yeah, just yeah, saying yeah. Like, that was bad yeah, yeah. that was very bad that was yeah. I mean that was definitely always going to be bad and it was bad and it, <laughs> I think everyone agrees <clears throat> yep so look uh, this is where we're at right now whether right we need to delineate because there's been three different metas so far yes. effectively. Um, and we are right now at the uh, post-fix meta, um, where things are, I guess, as they should. Um, because yeah, previously, yeah, yeah, this is this is what was intended. Um, and however you feel about it, you feel about it. Yeah, and I mean, I, I think things are good. Like when you compare this, or even the the prior, the broken discover meta, uh, which some people think is better, um, myself included. Uh, but it, you can't compare that to the launch meta. The launch meta, the first three days, that was, you know, off the walls, as it, as it always is. And then they nerfed a bunch of things. They nerfed, like, everything that was powerful, almost. Now, they didn't nerf everything that was powerful enough, and that's why you have the current meta, which 
it's still, I think, noticeably far from, like, low-hanging fruits being taken care of, right? Like, the meta's not terrible, because even if you just look at, like, the craziest thing that, not the craziest thing that happens, but the craziest thing that happens frequently, where you're like, well, this should not be in the arena, that would be Shaman with the highest win rate, 53.8%. And it's not all on this card, but Pack the House has to lead, like, discussions on why is this card still around the way it is. It just single-handedly wins games, and Shamans get offered, like, five of these. Um, so yeah, sure, maybe the first one doesn't single-handedly win the game, but then the second one that'll come two turns later will. Um, and they nerfed it uh, from a common card offering rate to a rare card offering rate, but clearly not enough. This is the card that really should get the, the epic treatment that a lot of other uh, class cards and even um, paparazzi on the neutral side got. So... Pretty low-hanging fruit here to, uh, to make Shaman better. That's not to say, like... What is it? Schooling? The, the, the fish card? Uh, yeah, schooling. That's not to say schooling is not also insanely good, but Pack the House should not be there. Schooling, like, is kind of arguable in the class card thing, right? If you, like, if you look at schooling, it's coming in below Mothership. That's my line. Like, if you're above Mothership at win rate, you should not exist. I don't care if you're a class card or not. Mothership is just so bullshit. Which brings me to the other low-hanging fruit that applies to not just Shaman, but every single class. And they nerfed a whole bunch of uh, neutral cards, right? And uh, including uh, including Candle Razor, which is the, I want to say 25th, maybe 35th? I don't know. Best uh, neutral card uh, that is uh, common or rare. Um, instead of any of the stuff before it, you know, like, oh, almost all the cards above it are untouched. And they decided to nerf Candle Razor for whatever reason. Uh, and one of the untouched cards that is now the top card by far of the untouched cards is Mothership. Um, and they had touched it before. This is a previously nerfed card that they know is not good. Uh, like, it's not good for the meta and people complain about. Uh, not just me. People complain about it. Uh, and uh, they didn't nerf it. I don't know why. Uh, easy nerf to make the meta a little better. But it's these kinds of low-hanging fruit, right? Um, the Mothership nerf isn't really gonna make a big wave or whatever. It's already a rare card, and it affects all classes evenly. Right now, what the biggest problem is in this meta is, uh, and we'll get back to Discover later, I guess, but right now the biggest problem in the meta is when you look at what classes are on the top, it's Shaman, then Death Knight, then Priest. There's no problem when Death Knight is on top, because this is 38, 30, 53.8% win rate, then 53.1% win rate, then 52.5% win rate. Those are not super high, but it, you can feel it. Like, you can feel when you're playing against Shamans that it is pretty unfair. Uh, it's not like, I don't know, throw your mouths against the monitor levels of unfair, but, but it's, it's pretty unfair. And, and Shamans aren't a... Like, you have it or you don't kind of class. All the shamans have packed the house. All the shamans have schooling. Like, they all have it. This is just how powerful any shamans you see are. There's not a lot of diversity, right? Remember how they took the six sets that were in Arena and they changed it to four uh, from the prior meta to this one? All the decks are the same. There's no, like, there's no hit or miss decks. Every class is, uh, every class has everything in almost every draft you pick. Um... So, so yeah, so you can always feel whenever you face a Shaman that's a, a bit more powerful. But it's not crazy out of the park. Same with Death Knight. Uh, after the nerfs, Death Knight at 53.1%. Like, yeah, 
I don't know why they hit Necrotic Mortician, Battlefield Necromancer, and Army of the Dead, all previously nerfed to hell cards, by the way, and they hit them and they moved them from a common to a rare uh, card. Like, it didn't solve the problem. Um, maybe they did it because they didn't want to completely destroy green for Death Knight, and they would have if they made them all epic, but they gotta at least, like, pick some of the bad ones and, like, make them epic, right? Like, maybe not all three of these need to be epic, um, but I don't know. Maybe just take, like, Army of the Dead or something and make it epic. Anything. These little kind of tweaks will solve Death Knight. So, although Shaman and Death Knight are, are higher than Priest, Shaman or Death Knight, they don't feel that problematic. They feel, like, slightly problematic. And the fixes are very, very easy. I don't know if Blizzard's going to do them. A lot of the times, Blizzard could just look at the... The dev team could just look at the win rate and be like, 53%, that's fine. Some class has to be at the top and not, like, worry about, like, why this class is at the top, right? And, like, whether they can do something to make the gameplay, like, better. Um, it's, uh, it's the amount of attention that gets paid to Arena. It's not, like, the number one focus of things. Uh, but Priest is a huge problem in Arena right now. I have faced so many Priests... Not, not as many as, like, say, Shaman or, or Death Knight, but I face so many of them, and they are the worst experience to play against. As is the case, almost every single time Priest is even, like, a playable class, much less one of the most desirable classes in Arena. And when you look at Priest, and you look at the win rates of their top cards, it is, like, Cathedral of Atonement, which is their busted uh, location that no one's ever going to. Like, locations never get offering rates reduced. So, that, that ship kind of doesn't exist. But the other cards, and these, by the way, these aren't like super high win rate cards. You look at these and you look at Pack the House, and they're, they're not the same. Like, Pack the House is way better than a mothership. These cards are not better than a mothership, or they're like around where a mothership is. Uh, I, don't, I don't have the exact numbers in front of me, but let me, uh, let me take a look at mothership. Okay, yeah, these cards I'm about to say, they're all actually slightly below mothership. And, uh... Uh, they are Identity Theft and Mind Eater for the card generation and to make sure if your opponent has good cards, you will always have good cards. Kind of covers you. Um, also, Shadow Word Undeath, Harmonic Pop, uh, Fight Over Me, which are all new cards and all big, like, board clearing cards. And also Clean the Scene, which is like an older clear the board kind of cards. So they're not even common cards, but there's a lot of clear the board kind of cards and they all add up. And then there's also Cannibalize and The Light It Burns, which are both, like, super high, like, really good single-target removals. So, Priest is set up. Priest is set up really well. Um, I see people mentioning it in, in chat, and I agree. Uh, I hate um, Harmonic Pop. Uh, I, I, I basically hate that card just because it's hard for you to really predict, right? It's just like... Mm -hmm. um, what was it? What was the first instance where I got really annoyed? Uh, uh, Gilnean Guard. Remember Gilnean. that card? Gilnean yes. Guard. And you, Hard you, remove or be useless, depending on the turn. Right, or, or it's like, you know, a, a very small removal and, and, and put like a, a solid body on the board, right? Like yeah. a 3-8. For 8 mana. Yeah, yeah, for 8 mana. And you're just like, eh, whatever. Um, but the 8-3, ooh, 8-3, you, you know, you, like, can kill something. It was, um, it was kind of like, uh, I, I, I mean, it was, it was kind of like, uh, Proto Drake before, you know, like, 2023, right? It was like a mm -hmm. very, very, very early, uh, yes. early version of it. So, um, that's why I, I, 
I hate about it. Because of the switch, um, you can't really use your, your past reads on it. And you can't use two turns ago, because two turns is an eternity in this game. Like, especially once you... Especially when you're a priest, and you're, like, getting more and more cards. Yeah, yeah. Um, So, that's what I hate about it. Like, you can't really make that sort of a read on your opponent. Um, Because maybe they, like... uh, Yeah, I I don't have to explain it, but... um, yeah. I, I hate that, and I hate the fact that uh, because you can't make a read, what you have to do is you just have to play into it, right? You just have to play into mm-hmm. it. It's just, it's just like the Deathborn effect, yeah. in, in, in which Deathborn is still around, it's super annoying. Um, you just kind of have to play into it. Like, I was watching um, Dreads' stream, and it, 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 people, like, ask him a decent amount. It's like, oh, how much do you play around Deathborn? Um, I think he said... I, I don't really know. He's just, like, mad all the time, so he's not very coherent. But, like... I think he gave, like, somewhat of the correct answer, which is to, like, you can't really? Like, if you're playing around yeah, things... I was about to say, the answer is never. I don't know about never, but uh, definitely never. do not go out of your, your way um, in order to, to play around that. Um, and that's a problem with, like, harmonic and discordant pop. Um, yeah you are unable to play around it without significantly, most of the time, lowering your win rate. So you just kind of have to pretend it doesn't exist. But you can't do that because they kind of always have it. But what are you going to do, right? You can't let the fear of it uh, beat you. I mean, it's a new set. If you guys uh, don't know Harmonic Pop off the top of your head because you haven't been playing this game, because if you have been playing this game, you know Harmonic Pop. Uh, it's six mana, deal three damage to all minions, summon a six six pop star, and it swaps every turn. So half the time it deals six damage to all minions, which is basically an entire board wipe, and also puts a three three on the board. And the other half the time it deals three damage to all minions and puts a six six on the board, which is still really freaking insane. So uh, you are you are low on reads, but it almost doesn't matter what your read is. Even if you have a read, you're not avoiding this guy. Like he's gonna do a lot of damage, and it's a rare card, so it's not like the most frequently seen things but rare cards are seen a ton too um you're you're probably going like on average you're going to be offered like two of these per priest draft um maybe a little less i'm probably exaggerating it's probably not actually two but it's it's definitely more than one they're like if you are on average getting less than one harmonic pop offered to you as a priest you are low rolling like crazy um and this is the only card in that whole list i gave that's actually above mothership uh it's not that much above mothership like, Mothership is busted. Um, but it's not it's so much about how crazy this card is. It's just about everything stacks. Right? Harmonic Pop, new. Fight over me. This is the card that people were telling me whether it was like an S-tier card. And I'm like, no, this is not an S-tier card. Like, it's going to be situational. Well, it is situational and annoying as hell in those situations. Not even annoying. It's like game winning. But it's overall win rate below Mothership. Like, it's not an S-tier card. Right? Like, vindicated on my... Uh, the hard stand where when, when I think a lot of people thought this card was crazy good. Um, but still, just adding to all that board clears that, that priests have. Uh, Shadow Word um, Undeath uh, can potentially blow up like four damage worth of stuff, but also it may also blow up nothing depending on if they have the synergies or not with the undead. Um, so yeah, uh, it's... It, it, it's all this stuff, and it all adds up. And here's the thing. 
if you're look if you're Blizzard and you're looking at win rates, you definitely don't see a problem with this. There's no problem here at all. This is a 52 win rate class. Like, come on, you're not going to be balancing it so that the top class is below 52 percent. That's crazy. I and I don't mean that sarcastically. That is crazy. The win rate for Priest is way more than okay. Not even that is like the third best class. That is way more than okay. Then you look at cards that are like super busted, right? And you get to like, maybe Cathedral of Atonement is super busted, fine, but that's a location, right? Like maybe that's allowed to be super busted or whatever. And then you just go down and you don't find super duper busted cards. Like Harmonic Pop is a little bit better than Mothership and it's a class card. Like, are you really going to lower its offering rate? I don't know. Fight Over Me is an epic. Identity Theft is your highest common. And it's like around where Silvermoon Sentinel is, performance-wise. You know, and at the end of the day, Identity Theft is three mana to get two cards and a read on your opponent's hand. Like, it's not like super crazy Caverns level, you know, Bloodseeker levels or Paparazzi. I'm kidding. Paparazzi's not an S-tier card. Um, but, uh, like, Pack the House levels are just total ridiculous. It's not. And we're not saying that it is. But when all these added together, you are going to fall in one of two camps on this. And I think 95% of the people fall in one camp, and 5% of the people are dirty priest lovers who should not be playing this game and should definitely not be on the dev team. And that is, you either think, well, this is what priest is supposed to do. Always. Right? Normally, priests suck. And now, this is an example of a priest that's not even, like, great in this meta. It's just a good class in this meta, and it is doing it the way that it is supposed to be doing. It is generating cards based on what your opponent has, you know, which is not crazy out-of-control busted or anything like that. It's, um, it's a little stronger in Arena than it is in Constructed, but it's not, like, crazy. Uh, it's blowing the board up a lot. That's what priests do. Warlocks do it all the time. We don't, like, nerf all the warlock, blow up the board cards. We don't nerf all the mage, blow up the board cards. Um, especially not the ones that are not, like, super-duper insanely high win rate. Like, Deathborn aside, we're not nerfing these cards' offering rates. Um, and then what? It has single target removal that is, like, somewhat situational. Like, those are good cards. But you look at its win rates. They're below, like, totally normal, like, uh, neutral cards. Like, what? Are you going to nerf Reefwalker? No. Like, then why would you touch my, uh, the light it burns that is a class card and performing works, right? Um, and also probably not super complicated to use. Um, so those are the 5% of people that, 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 you know, should not exist in the context of this game. They are very reasonable people in that everything they say is true. But the problem is that the fundamental design of Priest means that it cannot be one of the top classes. Whenever it is one of the top classes, no matter how reasonable it is, if it is doing normal priest-like things, it is super toxic for the opponent. Mm -hmm. Like, healing is pretty much the only priest mechanic that is not toxic. Every other priest mechanic just makes the opponent feel so terrible, and makes things the opponent does pretty much doesn't matter. Yeah. So, you have this game in which you as the opponent are just relying on whatever the hell the priest does. It's almost like, uh, like in, you know, when, when hunters are super good in, in an aggro sense, right? Like, you as the opponent, there's not that much you can do. They either power you through and you get the cards, uh, and you don't get the cards, or you do get the cards and you stop them and then you're fine, right? Here, the priest either has the cards and then nothing you can do will ever stay on the board or do whatever and they will always outgenerate cards on you. Or they don't have the cards and they kind of just fold to any kind of pressure you put on them. 
it's significantly uh, it's worse than than the hunter situation because with the hunter situation you you see a linear a very short line uh leading from the beginning of the game to the end of the game which is like turn five um and you're like okay cool it's it's because you know turn one turn two turn three and then they had an efficient removal like on turn four uh and then mm-hmm. they they kill me on turn five that's cool right um with the priest you you could go your entire deck like both of you can can see your entire decks um but one of you the entire time will know that it, it was never ever ever in in doubt um i i played a priest during this meta and uh th- there were quite a few games in which i did that like um basically i was always ahead in cards and the cards i kept i had at my disposal were card draw uh, uh like a, a big removal and also massive aoe um and also like uh copy their uh minion as well mm-hmm. so it doesn't matter what you do you deathwing yeah. me i kill it you spread the board i aoe um you play something that i don't know generates value i kill it and i steal it for myself so i start generating value <laughs> um this is what priest does like i just play the entire game and i'm just like okay you you have zero shot against me it doesn't matter what one card you play i will always be able to either nullify it or nullify it and then take it and then start generating that value um just super toxic um and really not fun when you play the entire game, and then if you... You might not feel at the time, but I, I, I think people are getting really cognizant of it. They just go yeah, through these priest games. If you play games. it a few, a few times, like, it'll just be obviously what every priest is doing. Well, yeah. that it's like, okay, I spent 30 minutes, and I, I never had a shot. Like, I never had a yeah. shot. Um, there was no window of opportunity for me here. There was There's nothing to learn. I just spent 30 yeah. minutes, um, you know, losing. Um, yep. Some people enjoy being and, and on the, the other side is, of it, but, like... It's, it's not even, like, from the priest side, it's not even, like, you can wait for the priest to mess up, maybe. There's nothing they're doing that requires thought. No. Like, this is, like, the common misconception of, like, oh, control is smarter, it takes more whatever. No, control is the dumbest thing, because it's reactionary. Did your opponent do something that you can react to? React to it! Especially if you have the powerful cards or the, you know, situations or whatever that set it up. So, <clears throat> for control to, like, have any kind of strategy attached to it there has to be a lot of different conditionals or costs and for these sets of priest cards it is a lot of conditionals that's what they're trying to set up but these conditionals have been watered down so much that they are so easy to fill and i don't know if it's just this set of cards or just this meta or it's just this combination of all these priest cards from the different sets but it is incredibly rare for these situations not to appear. And when these situations don't appear, it's also nothing the priest could have done to made it appear. So if you're the priest and you're like, oh my god, I have the light it burns and it's not removing this really big thing I really needed to remove, not fair. Yeah, you couldn't have like made it that much different, right? Like if your opponent is not spreading the board and you have two board clears in your hand, you have two dead cards in your hand. That is terrible. You're going to lose the game. But what are you going to do about it, right? You can't, like, make your opponent spread the board. That is not in your toolbook. Uh, toolbook. <laughs> in your playbook. 
in your tool set or your playbook. So the whole design of Priest, one, because nothing's designed for Arena. So I'm talking about design of Priest for Arena as if it's a thing. But the whole design of Priest in Arena, it just doesn't work at a fundamental level. And that's a problem. That's a way bigger problem than the things we've been talking about, about offering raids and whatever. Like, you can nerf down the offering rates, but what you end up doing is making priests bad. Or at least, like, pretty bad. You don't actually change how frustrating it is to play against the priests who do have it together. You just kind of nerf the class down, and then why does the class exist? So, priests is always the... And we've, we've said this multiple times over the past, I don't know, like, six or eight years. Priests has always existed in this zone where it can't be good. Because whenever it's good, everybody will turn on it immediately and it will get nerfed. Or it will be the worst meta ever. And I don't know, I feel like the devs wouldn't want that either. Like, if the devs are playing the arena, they know how the meta feels right now. And that is actually, shamans and death knights even, totally okay. Because they're sort of balanced and they're getting this nice standard thing. Like, is it the best, most interesting meta? No, but it's not like an unplayably terrible meta either. It's a standard meta, and some people really like standard metas, but nobody likes facing priests. Nobody likes facing priests that are good. Not even brokenly good, just normally good in a way that if this were any other class, nobody would nerf anything and just be like, this is fine. But with priests, it's not just not fine, it's super not fine. Yeah. The only thing that's keeping this together right now is that you don't see priests all the time right this isn't like back in the day mage or like whatever meta but they're still somewhat popular you're still gonna face like i don't know two of them per run if you on average if you uh if you have like a six seven uh win rate and those two games are like soul draining and i don't I, I don't think that they can fix it without nerfing priest to oblivion i don't know if they're gonna be willing to nerf priest to oblivion especially because priest hasn't been good in a long time uh yeah this thing is always cyclical like I, I, people have, see Priest being down for so long um, and then Priest rise back up at a certain point. V very unhappy about that. Um, yeah, I'm not sure you can just relegate one class to always suck. I think people would be unhappy about that. Um, mm -hmm. This is probably the best they can do. Historically, Priests have... Like, if you just look at what percentage of the entire history of Hearthstone they've been good in Arena, it's been very small. <laughs> Uh, yeah. It's been very small. I'm not even talking it's, about it's, like it, top it's top smaller than warrior. Yeah, it, it, I mean it's just been really low. Um, part of it has to do with the nature of their cards as well. Um, it's like they they really don't deal in flexibility, right? Like mm -hmm. they are not a flexible class. It's either real good um, or or it's really really bad because uh, their their cards are quite awkward, but. It is still a little bit too much, um, so I don't I don't know what the best solution for it is. Yeah, um, I mean the only solution is to tune them down a bit. Like for priests, that's why that's why it's like priests can never be over fifty percent win rate. It just can't. So while well, now it's fifty two percent, so you got to tune it down to below fifty. Like hit some of these rare cards and make them epic. Um, you don't got to hit a lot of them, but like that's the best that you can do, and you'll end up with the same exact priest, unchanged just slightly weaker and then hopefully fewer people will play them and then the meta will not be as bad that's that's all you can hope for you can't do anything with this class um 
Uh, I mean, okay. So there is one other route. I don't know how that'll go, but I, I'm going to bring up something very, very interesting that they did with uh, with the uh, the card adjustments that happened like a week and a half ago. Uh, the the card adjustments that happened three days in, and uh, I felt it for myself because I did a warrior draft right after. They boosted real high, real high, the rifts. Actually, not just the rifts, only bridge rift. Bridge Rift was always a really, 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 really good card, mm -hmm. but it was not OP. I think we rated it A on normally offer on normal offering rates. They boosted it, so now it's probably maybe an A plus or something because Rifts uh, always play the previous Rifts that uh, that like just get the same effect again if uh, if you've done a prior Rift and this one is a finale. So the more Rifts you have, the more all of them become more powerful, right? Uh, and you chain them. Bridge Rift is an epic card. So that's unfortunate. It is also the most powerful riff, which is unfortunate that it was an epic card that is the most powerful riff. And so all the riffs kind of got knocked down a bit. But while I was drafting, uh, at a certain point, I, I could have picked, like, what was one of the other riffs? Like the common riff? Uh, the one that uh, adds two damage and two armor or something like that? Like basically the claw, right? Yeah. Like a two mana claw. Verse riff. Uh, give your hero plus two attack this turn, gain two armor. Uh, player finale, player last riff. I had bad options, but I still didn't take Verse Rift because I'm like, I'm not doing a, a, a Rift kind of deck. Then I get offered like five Bridge Rifts and a bunch of like other Rifts. So they didn't buff the Rare Rift, which is the Card Draw Rift, um, Chorus Rift. They didn't buff that one, um, uh, Offering Rate. It's not a common one. But the Bridge Rift's Offering Rate is now apparently a common Offering Rate. So they took an Epic card and they made it common in order to make their little synergy in the drafting work. And it is an excellent decision. Like an excellent, excellent decision. Warrior's doing quite well right now. It's like the fourth or fifth class. And I think it's being underutilized because not enough people are like just going like strong into the rifts. But the rifts are not overpowered. And now they're useful, and you can still reasonably avoid rifts and create a normal warrior deck that does okay. You don't have to do rifts, um, or you don't have to go hard down rifts, right? Like you have to take a bridge rift whenever you see it because it's normally an A tier card anyway. But you don't have to just like auto pick every rift card um, if you have other really good <coughs> if you have other really good options. But that was a really interesting decision that they made. Warrior was doing really poorly before; it's doing well now. It's pretty balanced, I think. Um, so kudos to the to the dev team. I just wanted to shout out that buff. Uh, it just it worked really well. And if they have more of these smart buffs um, along the way, like in their in their pocket that they can use to bring some of these lower classes up, that would be the best. Because um, this is way better than the alternative, which is like look at warrior, look at highest win rate cards. Say Anima Extractor double its offering rate. What? <laughs> That's that's no fun for anybody. Yep, uh, especially Anima extract. That that is no fun for anyone. There, <laughs> that card is no fun for anyone. Uh, I I think that's kind of like the problem I have with a lot of these. Uh, too many cards are just like tilting, um, like too early. You know, um, mm. I expect to get tilted on like turn seven and turn eight. Don't tilt me on turn two, please. Like, please, please don't do that. There's just too many cars in the meta that that do that now, um, and I'm 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 tired of it. 
I actually played a decent amount of runs on the first day. Uh, this, oh, why? This is, uh, well, uh, this is coming from somebody who, like, still hasn't done the uh, DK prologue just because I, I don't want to play slow, like, PvE content. I just don't. So I was like, okay, I'm just not going to get DK. I'll just play the other classes. Um, oh, man, that was... That was... That first day was rough, man. I'm not. I'm not going back anytime soon. It was just. It was too much. So you just decided to play all the other crappy classes against DK. Yes, I did. Um, it didn't go particularly well. Well, actually, there was. Uh, the, I was a priest, and um, uh, I think I retired it after. A while. Like it probably would have done well. I re- retired it just to like play other classes. Mm-hmm. Um, did I go 03 with uh, my first run though? Of course I did. Yes, I did. Um, but. Yeah, I, I also played a disgusting priest deck. I played like some mage. I played some paladin. Um, it was just gross the amount of duplicates you got and, and still yeah. get. You know, you can like, you you get a ton of duplicates in the uh, draft now because of the very very small pool. And when you get dupes, they're typically very very good cards. Yep. Expand the pool. They did it. It worked. Everyone loved it. And then they went back. Why? Like, yeah, I get it. Standard went back. So they went back. But, like, Arena doesn't have to follow standard standard. It just has to take the prior six sets. And it's also Arena. So it's not like you don't have that constructive problem where they're, they're like, oh, no, but I'm going to now buy a set and it's going to be all of a sudden unusable, you know, um, for for the next month. There's no, no, no considerations like that for Arena. If you guys are wondering why uh, they do these kind of cycles and not um, and not actually just do prior six sets for standard, that's why. It's a well, well, like with something all the card games do. Magic: The Gathering does it. Like everybody does it because you don't want the a set that's needed to make a deck be like out every three months. So then it, it kind of provides a really feels bad moment whenever you're trying to put together a deck. Right? You're like, oh well, these cards won't be used uh, coming up very soon. Instead, that will only happen once a year, and throughout the rest of the year, all the cards that you buy, you're like, oh, I can still use this for like a year or six months or whatever. Um, so yeah, so that's why they do it. Then that's the only reason they do it, by the way. Like, I've, I've been a card designer. I've, I've sat in on the rooms. Uh, I've, I've dealt with these, uh, these discussions on how to set up, uh, TCGs. There are no other convincing arguments for, for why to do things this way for, for new sets. By the way, I, 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 I see, uh, Gods Unchained is now sponsoring quite a few, uh, streamers. <laughs> They got a lot of money, and they're—it's not the first time they made a push for, uh, for um, uh, like to be more mainstream, and uh, like it's a—it's a very solid uh, TCG, like just a very solid TCG. The dev team's done a good job with it. I don't keep like close tabs on it, but I'll check out some of the card pool every now and then. And every time I do, I'm like, oh, this is an interesting thing. You know, it's—it's um, it's kind of funny because. Um... The timing kind of works with... Uh, it, it's like wh- when I see these sponsorships, it comes, y- y- you know, like, like a little bit after uh, the bank runs and then like the recent <laughs> like crypto run. You know, this, the small run uh, that crypto made, yeah, right? Yeah, the yeah. small crypto run and also, you know, the, the fear that people had with... Uh, I forgot the name of the bank, but, you know, there were those bank runs, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I see these sponsorships for Gods on Chain. I'm like, you know, maybe it was just always going to... Because Gods on Chain wasn't like... 
you know, it's always been chugging along, right? It's it's yeah. always been there. It's always been chugging it's along. It's always been there, but they have they have periods where they boost this stuff, but it's all pre-planned way ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like, all pre. It's, it's just funny. It's just always timed in a weird manner. It's it's just like, funny it just how, uh, yeah, like all of this happens. The bank run happens. People <laughs> are like wondering. It's like, oh my god! It's like my my money's not safe in banks, and you know they're. Uh, learning all of this stuff and then crypto has a small run and then suddenly I see Gods Unchained uh, uh, sponsoring tons of streamers. Well, I mean, Gods Unchained is, uh, I mean, the good part about any kind of crypto game really is that it's not actually tied. I mean, it's the value of your cards are going to be tied to crypto markets for better or worse. Yeah. But the actual thing itself is not affected by like anything crypto wise as long as it exists. That's the whole point of like an NFT, right? Which is essentially what these cards are. They're like fancy NFTs. They're um, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, they're like fancy. Yeah, they're like fancy usable NFTs, basically. Uh, like trading cards, right? Are like fancy pieces of art that are usable, um, like in real life. Uh, so, so yeah. Um, okay. Anyway, anyway, the uh, the the meta is worse than it should be. Is kind of where where. At. Like, if you deal with all the low-hanging fruit and then knock Priest down, like, for no reason. Like, I feel bad for people who like to play Priest, but you guys just can't ever play a class that is above 50% win rate. Because everybody else will hate you, and everybody else is, like, the vast, vast, vast majority of players in this game. Um, Priest like should be... People... Priest has to be relegated to the high roll class. Like, you yeah. need to be punished for trying to draft a good priest deck. Yes. Uh, That's a good way to put it. Yes. Um, you need to... Like, the house needs to take a cut. You know? <laughs> you cannot be favored to get a good draft with a priest. We've had metas like that. And, like, I think those are the good metas in which the high roll decks of priest you are equally frustrated with. They feel terrible. They're so powerful. They disrupt what mm -hmm. you can do. Nothing matters. Um, but you don't see them that often. And when you see them, even if you don't acknowledge it uh, right away, you inherently understand this person bucked the trend, right? Yes. Uh, they yes. picked, and maybe it was the best option, but you know that Priest is the sixth best class right now. Uh, and they... And six out of 11 is not bad. It's not bad. No, no, no. But, like, you know, they, they're the sixth best class, or maybe even, like, seventh. Um, mm. They're not trash. Yeah. Don't be so generous to Priest. Yeah, but they're not trash, <laughs> but, like, uh, they had to really pay... Um, they had to take a risk in order to do it. Yeah. I think most people no. are inherently fine with that. We've had a lot of metas already. like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and they do that already for, like, aggro hunters, not, like, intentionally. But sure. that's yeah. all how it's always been, because they started off, and then for the first, I don't know, seven metas, aggro hunters were always one of the top decks, uh, or higher decks, in Constructed, and then they just stopped printing aggro cards in Hunter. They're just like, no more. Hunters are all control hunters now. Uh, now we're back to having some uh, some aggro hunters and whatever, but if in Arena, aggro hunters have, like, uh, become one of the top classes, it should get nerfed down, too. Like, when you have these kinds of, like, uh, kind of archetypes that are non-interactively bad and very consistent. That's the other thing. Like, it's it's very consistently doing what, what it's supposed to do. Uh, even even the priest uh, um, 
uh, decks. Then there's there's you you can't have them be good. Like like you said, the house takes a cut. Like it's win rate rather than trying to target fifty percent. Its win rate should be targeting I don't know forty eight percent or something. Um, doesn't have to be a terrible class, right? So you obviously keep it playable, but there's got to be a tax on it for allowing you to play like such uh, such a type of, uh, of deck that kind of makes other people... It's like a fun tax, right? Like you're having presumably more fun because you're clearly making someone else have less fun. And so we got to tax you on your win rate on that. Um, I like that way of thinking, that there are just archetypes. You know, not classes. The problem with priests is that the whole class, only this archetype works. Like, yeah. if there was, like, a heal buff priest, it's not that bad. Like, it's not super toxic. But a heal buff priest is just, like, a paladin by a different name, right? With, like, some fancier removals and no weapons and, like, no... Spell. No weapons, no divine shield stuff. Yeah. Well, but that buff health, right? Which is kind of like divine shield. Uh, well, paladins have always had buffs plus divine shields. Right. They've, they've never had only one, right? So... Yeah, yeah. Um... Throughout their history, yeah. they've always had both, which but works yeah, out like, really well. My point is, between that and overheal, that would be like a, a fine archetype for priests. But that's clearly not like what priests do with the vast majority of their cards. And uh, unless Blizzard goes it hard in that direction and gets rid of the other cards, that will, like they did with Hunter for a while, where they're just like, no more aggro cards, everything is a control card. So then, yeah, Hunters became control Hunters. And then it was like, fine um, to like have them be like one of the top classes. But unless they do that with priest, this it's just it's the class is so tied to, to their to their main archetype in, in arena. Um, all right, that's that's all I really want to say about the meta. Everything's good. Low hanging fruits for shaman and uh, and death knight to be able to quote unquote balance them. But even as they are, they're not terrible. Uh, they're just a very low hanging fruits to balance. The next classes after Priest, Demon Hunter, and Warrior, they're good. They're in a real good spot. Uh, you can nerf down some of the top classes, and those classes, being the top class, would would still be good. They're just in a good place. Uh, Druid, Hunter, Warlock definitely needs to be buffed. Um, at least on the Warlock and Druid side, there's pretty easy buffs to be had. And on the Hunter side, remember, Hunter was nerfed. Unclear why. Um... In the, in the last thing, despite not being one of the top win rate classes. Um, and and uh, Priest, despite being one of the top win rate classes, was not nerfed, by the way. Uh, so, I don't know. It's probably pretty easy to do Hunter 2. I just haven't like thought of a creative way to do it myself. Um, you could just buff a little of, the, of their cards offering rates for the good ones. The good ones that are not, you know, collateral damage. Um, or, like, spirit-related uh, should be fine. By the way, Hunter win rates are also, like, I don't think they're actually that bad compared to what they are right now. Because I've seen every single Hunter I've ever played misuse Barrel of Monkeys. Every single Hunter that I've played against who had Barrel of Monkeys and played it, misplayed it. Now, you have three chances to misplay it. So it is easier than the average card to misplay. Uh, but, oh my god. Never like, give players more options. <laughs> That's the thing. too many options. Never They're like, hey, it's a one-four monkey with taunt. That's pretty good. Let's throw it. Never out give there. them like, no. more options. Okay, um, this is uh, this is another reason why something like Box of Yog Saran is so good. It it's best when the player is behind, huh? It's your average player, right? Uh, and you just let it, you know, just see what happens. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Uh, so if you are trying to play Hunter for some reason, even though the win rate's so low, uh, focus on Barrel of Monkeys and on not misplaying it. It's kind of, it's actually a really hard card to play. Um, mostly because I've seen all the different ways that he gets misplayed. I'm like, oh, I didn't realize it was such a trap card. Its win rate is still super high. Barrel of Monkeys right now is, uh, it's a rare card. So even if you include Epics, it is the one, two, three, four, it's the fourth best Hunter card. It's only below Collateral Damage, Wild Spirits, and Conjured Arrow. Um, and, and those are all, like, you know, A or S tier cards. So, we, we, we got Barrel Monkeys right. It's, like, one of the top cards. But it could be even higher. It should be even higher. Because people just keep misplaying it. Uh, Alright. Cool. That's it for us. Um... Yeah, go out, enjoy the meta. We're waiting for the next patch. It should be coming next week. Because it didn't come this past week. Maybe they were waiting for more data from the Discover fix to come in or whatever. But hoping before the end of next week we get a, we get a nice patch. Alright, sounds good. Alright, that's it for now. Until next time, this is Abukdas. This is Murps. See you guys. See you guys. <laughs> Enjoying the Light Forge? For the full rundown on Hearthstone Arena draft strategy, card review, and arena gameplay, follow us on YouTube, Twitter, or twitch.tv at ADWCTA. Support the podcast by sharing us with your friends and family, or become a patron at patreon.com slash grinning goat. Thank you for tuning in, and see you next week.